0: Hello, my name is Caroline Cavins and this is 48 Minutes, a podcast with inspiring leaders. In this episode, I talk to my friend Elke Gehrers, who is a doctor in psychology and the CEO and founder of Better Minds at Work, a company that focuses on human capital. She's also the author of three books, of which one has been even translated in Chinese. We talked about COVID-19 and the effects on human resilience, as well as parenting and Elke's passion for interior design. Hope you like it. What a woman! I got to know Elke through a common friend and was very much charmed by her warm personality and thoughtful approach. When I'm in trouble, she's always there to welcome me with a listening ear and delicious food. Elke, thank you very much for being my friend and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm calling you my friends even though we don't know each other for a very long time, but I still feel like it. Same for me. <laughs> um, what would you say is important for you in friendships?
1: Um, being very honest with each other, just telling what's on your mind. Uh, also, if it's something like that could be perceived as criticism to your friend instead of uh, keeping it for yourself and uh, ruminating about it, just telling it right in the open. And I believe uh, that's a way to grow your friendship and uh, create a deeper connection than uh, just a superficial bond that many people are okay with. But mm-hmm. for me, it feels like friendship should really um, have a significance and uh, give a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And, as you say, be there when someone is in trouble.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. Um, Yeah, and and I like that you say, uh, with people when they are okay with it. I feel that these days, a lot of people are actually just okay with friendships, with uh, even relationships, and I think I value that in you, Instead, at least for me, okay is not enough. It Mm -hmm. should be really good and really... um, Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. And sometimes I actually decide against a friendship Mm -hmm. uh, because it feels like uh, it's continuing for years and it stays on the same level and you get together because of a habit that you always do it, let's say every quarter, but that it's not contributing anything to the personality that you have. Uh, So then I get bored and sometimes annoyed by the monotony of it and... uh, yeah, in in the past, I sometimes decided and uh, talked about it with the friend, Like, mm-hmm. it's better that we don't see each other anymore. Wow,
0: that's uh, really courageous.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult, but um, when something is uh, taking more energy than that it's giving, I, yeah. I I believe you should take care of yourself mm-hmm. at first.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you told me and that you are an introvert, but your job is. I would say, rather extroverted. Um, How how do you find harmony between
1: both? Um, I'm indeed an introvert, uh, and people would never guess that when I'm on a stage talking to thousands of people. And I actually enjoy it, because in my brain I've programmed it as a performance that I'm gonna do, and it's a certain task that I'm gonna do. And then I can really enjoy it. It's like me talking to the rest. But um, if you put me in a panel debate or in a round table where I have one say uh, amongst 10 other people, I will be the quiet one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I find it really hard to uh, step in a conversation and uh, say what I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so when I agree to to have a, a panel discussion, for instance, I always tell the moderator I say yes, if you sometimes give me the word, because I'm not gonna take it. Ah, Um, So I've learned to live with my introversy and try to circumvent it by sometimes creating a situation that may be helpful to me. Mm -hmm.
0: And how then, because of course, Before COVID, all your uh, talks were were in in real event spaces Mm -hmm. where very often there's receptions afterwards. Mm -hmm. Do you
1: always skip them or what's your approach to that? I'm okay with receptions afterwards because then if people, they approach me and they have (laughs) something to talk about. But you will almost never find me at a networking event Mm -hmm. because I'm... um, yeah, to introvert, to, to g- go and talk to people uh, then I already find it like uh, that I want to try to sell them something. <laughs> so uh, for me, the, the receptions are fine as long as uh, we can talk about the presentation I gave and about the content, uh, then, then it's mm-hmm. totally okay for me.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you said already many people wouldn't guess that I'm an introvert. Is there another big misconception about you? (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I think um, um, other people in the field of psychology and HR services may sometimes think that I'm very commercial, competitive. Well, actually, um, for me, I think uh, there's enough fish in the sea and enough work to get done, uh, especially because of the pandemic having such a big impact on mental well-being. And I'm more the kind of person of sharing is caring, and I don't Mm -hmm. see anyone as a competitor. Mm -hmm. But because often our company, Better Minds at Work, is doing well or reaching out to a, a big public, um, they think that uh, mm. I'm a lot more commercial than I'm actually am. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I also believe like that there's... Um, you see that also a lot in the coaching space, that people think like... Ooh, but then I think, yeah, there's so much to do, and, and there's so much yeah, opportunity to improve uh, people on a personal level. Um, so yeah, if you all find your own angle, there, there's indeed enough fish in the sea. Yeah, I'm also Yeah, and not,
1: not only finding your own angle, but seeing sometimes if you can combine both approaches mm-hmm. and give something even better uh, to your client. Yeah. Like often when we're working in big companies, I ask uh, the HR manager bring me in contact with the other HR service providers because. Yeah. I want to provide a approach to your employees that, that feels like one u- uniformity. Yeah. Um, they're often surprised that I want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, well, no, we, we have to stick together and yeah. provide one uh, one offer to, to the mm-hmm. employees.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Um, you quit your very successful academic career, for one in business. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: What drove you to do that?
1: Um, I think I can say I was quite good at my job, uh, doing a lot of research and uh, at a young age uh, becoming a doctor in psychology and travelling around the world, giving presentations about it. But for me, I didn't feel enough um, the reason why I started studying psychology in the first place, that Mm -hmm. was helping people. And now I ended up in my academic career writing uh, um, articles about it for scientific journals uh, that my colleague professors would read. But I could almost never see the impact that it was having on the human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I decided uh, to, to stop my academic career and uh, start becoming an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I moved from Rotterdam to Antwerp and... Uh, Started the company Better Minds at Work, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I like it a lot because now almost daily I can feel the effects yeah. of our approach and uh, especially yeah. these days. I yes, think. yes, it's, it's so welcoming uh, to talk to people uh, about um, what kind of inspiration uh, we're giving them and how they can hold on. Uh, or people contacting me, I've read your book and it's really helping me through these times. Uh, so. These days, well, since seven years, actually, since we started Better Minds at Work, I feel the impact so much better than I used to Mm. in academia.
0: Yeah. Have you ever regretted your move?
1: Not a second. No, Mm. no, no. This is really uh, a lot more energizing to me, addressing my why. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, yeah, uh, I really enjoy it every day. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool.
0: do you still remember what you wanted to become when
1: you were a child? Yes, I certainly do. Yeah. I wanted to be an airplane attendant. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. my, my parents uh, tried to push me. Uh, uh, well, she said, well, um, maybe you should uh, go to university and try a career. Um, and then around when I was 18, uh, I, you had to choose what you were going to do. I um, doubted between architecture Mm -hmm. um, and psychology because at that time um, I had a classmate uh, who who was suicidal Mm -hmm. and I helped him through uh, a time writing letters uh, day after day to each other um, and he got all right and then I had to decide between architecture and psychology and I thought, yeah, maybe I have a little talent for uh, mm-hmm. listening to people and that's why I chose psychology.
0: Wow, so no, and you never, uh, when you're in an airplane, you never regret. <laughs> no, they have to work
1: really hard, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it looks very glamorous when you're a kid to to look at the flight attendants and that they're having uh, some time off if they're traveling uh, Mm. to a far destination. Uh, But uh, I'm glad I chose psychology.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a big part of your work is is, uh, giving the keynotes. I can imagine um, the past year, maybe more in the beginning than now, wasn't difficult, it wasn't easy. Do you still remember how you digested the news? Like when they said, okay, we're gonna lock down, how that tickled through and and how you experienced it in different phases maybe?
1: Yes, you mean in the the professional uh, atmosphere, yes. Well, it was having a huge impact on our company, Better Minds at Work, when we, uh, and normally we go to events and have uh, physical, uh, Mm -hmm. well, workshops on site. Uh, So in one day, our entire agenda for our entire team was just erased. And I had many uh, trips uh, abroad uh, with keynotes there as well. Well, everything was gone it had a huge impact on our business for many months. But we said, okay, uh, we talk about resilience. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now we have to show it. And uh, we created an online format of many workshops and keynotes. And um, over the past months, companies more and more are um, addressing us uh, to to inspire their employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, especially these days uh, when... The office is getting more into sight. Uh, Companies are asking us about, uh, please assist us in a hybrid way of working. Mm -hmm. Uh, What processes should we go through? Uh, So these times are also uh, challenging me on a content level, which I really like. That's not only anymore about mental well-being, but about the hybrid way of working and uh, becoming creative again and designing. the new ways of working is, is really fun to do. Yeah. Uh, so um, it feels like um, we had to crawl for a while as a company and uh, try to reduce costs, uh, mm-hmm. but now it, it's uh, going okay again. And uh, yeah. I, I look forward in an optimistic way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and let's hope uh, at some point, um, we're really getting into the hybrid way of working. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's something good that the crisis taught us that mm-hmm. we don't have to be in the offices all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the contrary, uh, the finding a combination for each employee to work from home and in mm-hmm. the in the office uh, is really worthwhile. Mm-hmm.
0: I can also imagine uh, going back to the introvert extrovert. That for
1: the introverts, this is a nice. Um, mm. Yeah, you mean me talking to the webcam, uh, giving keynotes like uh, yeah.
0: that? <laughs> Maybe that as well, but also the the fact that uh, before before COVID, we all were forced to go to an office, very often in open spaces. I can imagine, as an introvert, that's that's a huge um, <laughs> um, yeah, taking of your energy uh, yes. if you do that five yeah. days a week.
1: That's true. On the other side, um, being home alone, uh, working from home, is even pushing me more into the introvert way mm-hmm. of living. Yeah. And um, I only noticed that after a few months in the first lockdown, that I was getting even more introvert than I used to be. And now I'm trying to uh, uh, challenge that um, and uh, communicate a lot with people via video calls. Um, mm-hmm because it was getting too much. Like, yeah. I would almost find it annoying uh, to have an appointment in the city. Yeah. Uh, so I might bump into people.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Balance is always the answer. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, uh, more recently, you also uh, voiced publicly uh, your concerns about well-being of the youngsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why do you think that's important, or why why is it um, important
1: to you? Um, Well, we have a foundation called Better Minds at Mm -hmm. School, Uh, and there we uh, receive a lot of information from schools and teachers and parents uh, that many youngsters are not doing well, Mm -hmm. uh, that they have a a lot of mental problems, um, feeling no perspective anymore, and that's because I raised my concerns because there's so much to do about, uh, there should be so much to do about the mental well being of youngsters these days and more attention to it uh, from the government as well. And when I started saying that in the beginning of this year, um, I was often criticized for it as if uh, I was opening up Pandora's box. Uh, I wrote a column um, in in the newspaper saying that we should get the vaccinations first to our youngsters. And then uh, the comments were, but the youngsters are not getting COVID. Wow, I think uh, these days are showing the opposite. And now uh, it really frustrates me that they start to talk about uh, giving certain... um, um, advantages to the people who already got the vaccine yeah,
0: that's and then I
1: feel like oh, you should have started with the youngsters yeah. because youngsters need their youth to explore experiments uh, to fall in love and uh, be disappointed and to really train all these competencies mm-hmm. uh, that are so worthwhile in, in, in their adulthood mm-hmm. and we're taking that away from them and the, for a big part uh, so I still feel like um, we, ha- we should have done it the entire different way around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully we learn for next time.
1: <laughs> I, I hope uh, we won't experience it and, and <laughs> <No>. next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Um,
0: for me, to continue on COVID a bit longer, um, it also makes very clear two fundamental characteristics of humankind, I think. One is that, especially in the Western world, we're really afraid to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is that we like to control everything. And the combination of the two is actually, I think, uh, very clear now in, in how we deal with the crisis, but also how, how we react, how we are most panicking. Do you have any of the two fear of death or or is any of the two familiar to you
1: or Mm -hmm. how do you i actually never think about dying Um, Mm -hmm. i i uh, hope that my immune system is uh, sufficiently okay that if uh, covid would happen to me that i can survive Um, Mm -hmm. so so i never have that worry Uh, nor do i want to control the entire situation now Uh, in one way I'm aside, of course, from all the people suffering from COVID and the people who died from it. Um, We're also learning a lot as -hmm. as a society and as individuals, as organization. So in a way, I'm also thankful that I could experience this in my life. And Mm -hmm. of course, it may stop right now. It's a nice experiment (laughs) from a
0: scientific point of view. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've learned a lot. and I hope society as well, um, and organization leaders as well. Mm -hmm. So in that way, I'm also um, quite interested in this period. Um, Mm -hmm. But as everyone, uh, I'm tired of it now. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 we all are. (laughs) Um, What's, uh, of course, you, you inspire people, to do things differently, or how to be more resilient. What's one of your advices which you are the worst with yourself? Like for instance, me, I'm a total nightmare with my mobile phone, whereas I Mm -hmm. organize (laughs) phone-free weekends. So, so do you have any of these that you say, that's a recommendation I give, but I'm really bad with it myself?
1: That's an interesting one. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a very curious person. Uh, I like to know a lot. Uh, and because of that, my brain is really open to new information. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means also going online a lot and uh, reading the news and finding new things in uh, what's happening. Um, and of course on the one hand I advise uh, people like uh, you should have a digital balance in your life and sometimes even detox from it, uh, unplug as you call it. Um, but on the other hand uh, my curiosity sometimes wins it and that I often go online. Uh, actually these days I'm trying to reduce it. and. Uh, my iPhone uh, confirms that it works, like my screen time is uh, reducing significantly. How much? Uh, uh, for mm-hmm. now, it's, it's, it's like uh, about three hours a day, oh, uh, that's, coming from mm-hmm. five yeah. or six. Uh, of course, that's including also doing emails mm-hmm. and, and some work, eh? it's not yeah. just me being on uh, media, social media. <laughs> yeah. um, but three so, is... Decent, I would say. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not yeah.
0: probably your best, but, but seeing I where I come from, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been at your place and I witnessed how you love interior design. Um, do you have your design principles or do you have things that when you decorate your house or even your office things that are important to you Mm in designing them?
1: Yes. I love uh, LED strips, LED strips, Ah. (laughs) the LED LED lights. It's like that? Uh, Yeah, like that, exactly. The indirect light Mm -hmm. um, that can really make me happy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And for the rest, I I like it to be an interior should be brain friendly, so not too many impulses. Mm -hmm. That may also be the introvert speaking. You'll never find me uh, decorating a home uh, with too many colors and uh, drawing your attention all the time. To me, you should feel zen in a home. So to me, that means many natural colors and a lot of textures, like combining many different structures, textures in in an interior I like, but not too many colors.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good advice, I think, because <laughs> I always wonder how
1: people get it in
0: their mind to start painting every wall in a different color. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I can get really nervous from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything else um, when you go, and, and maybe it's a sensitive topic because you might insult some people, but I'm still going to ask, is there anything when you enter people's homes uh, where, that you find absolutely awful?
1: Hmm. Interior. Um, uh, well, life. Um, my nose is really good, so I smell everything. Mm. So uh, sometimes a smell can really like uh, have an impact on me, that I think, oh, yeah, I want to go uh, go away. And but mostly hygiene, like mm. clean toilet, yeah. that you feel like it's okay to sit down and. Uh, that to me can really be uh, something that I that I, uh, I have a negative mood because of that. If you feel like uh, everything you touch may be dirty.
0: Mm-hmm. But nothing like how it's done apart from 20,000 colors?
1: No, no, no. Everyone has his own taste and I'm happy to help. <laughs> um, <laughs> And in it, uh, but uh, you know, to me, hygiene is the number one. Is it
0: something where you see yourself maybe one day
1: going professionally in or, or um,
0: semi-professional?
1: Yeah, it would be semi-professional. Yeah, I, I really like doing it, uh, but but it's like with most jobs, if you, if if it's really your job, there will be aspects that you find boring, and to me, that would be. All the details figuring out uh, every centimeter I don't like. Mm-hmm. I like the bigger picture yeah. uh, but then I prefer that an interior architect puts it on paper.
0: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, a bit more an in interior design. What's your favorite place you've
1: ever seen? Mm. Like decorated. Well, I haven't seen it in real life, but there's a a house in Sydney called the Kew House, very close to the Opera House on the Mm -hmm. water. It's like a round house with um, the interior is exactly what I like. It's um, natural colors um, like uh, concrete, beige, many textures. And the views are amazing on the water. It's a round house with a lot of trees on top. It's like it looks like a dream to me. Uh, is when, it privately owned? I don't know. Uh, when I visited Sydney many years ago, it wasn't there. But I mm. discovered it a while ago online, and it, it, I, I think it's private and uh, that that uh, it's from an architect. Yeah. Um, but um, you should Google it, The Q the House. The Q House yeah. in Sydney,
0: I will. <laughs> mm. We already talked about friendships, but in general, um, what do you appreciate most about people?
1: Hmm. Um, being kind, mm. uh, not having an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and just straightforward that I like a lot If uh, you can feel the freedom to talk about everything what's on your mind mm-hmm. and that people may not have a certain agenda uh, or see a certain opportunity in you mm-hmm. but just want to get to know the real you mm-hmm. that I find really important Do
0: you feel that often eh, because you are leading a successful company that people
1: get to you with an agenda? Yeah, sometimes um, feel, then I think like, is it because you, you want to work with me or get to mm-hmm. know me better because I've written books and you kind of like me for that status or is it because you want to know who, who's behind uh, mm-hmm. uh, my profession mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, sometimes I have that feeling and yeah. Then I try to test it and see what happens. <laughs> how do you test it? <laughs> oh, well, t- taking some time and finding yeah. out and challenging them and talking about uh, the deeper stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And see see whether they like that or whether they all the time get back to what I've accomplished, what I'm doing and how we could collaborate. Yeah. And then um, that puts me off. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Um,
0: it's so small written that I don't find back my questions. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You, uh, you have two lovely daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you find most difficult about raising kids?
1: <laughs> yes, my daughters are... Uh, almost five and six. Uh, very energized, so um, quite busy. Um, what I find most difficult is, um, I, I think, creating willpower in them. Mm. And of course, that's quite small when you're five and six. Yeah. Um, and... What I see many parents do these days because it's more convenient is to give your kids what they they want yeah yeah, that's uh, a new trend almost yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. to, to um, um, yeah they call it the curling generation mm-hmm. you know curling it's like this sport on the ah, eyes yeah, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that you try to uh, massage the 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 way for... for, Ah, That's a funny name. And they call uh, the kids these days the curling generation and the curling parents, that uh, you want to make everything as uh, smoothly as possible for your kids. And I, on the contrary, feel that um, we should have willpower experiment in their youth and that you should train it intentionally as a parent and Mm -hmm. try to, to raise them in a way that you're stretching their willpower. And on a day that, that I've given uh, two keynotes and had a lot of uh, phone calls in the evening, I also have the tendency to, to be a curling parent and say, oh, yeah, you can watch TV. Yeah. Um, but then at that moment, I should say, no, uh, well, let's see whether we could do something else, uh, something more creative that you use your brain a lot yeah. for. And uh, it's always a struggle between... Uh, mm-hmm the easy way or the the harder way. Especially my expertise. I know how important it is to to, to raise them and focusing on willpower. Mm
0: -hmm. Does it also count for what they eat?
1: For what they eat, yes. Uh, I try to uh, have them low on sugar, Mm. Uh, tell them about it. Um, And also if they don't like things, yeah. Um, I try to insist that they eat it, mm-hmm. uh, so that they get to know many flavors. Mm-hmm. But again, here it's like the harder way, the yeah. more difficult way, instead of the easy way and saying, oh, okay, fine, then you don't eat it. Cool, Cola. Yeah.
0: On, cool. I can't say cook, but it's a bit weird. Kids. Yes, <laughs> you can. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the most important life lesson that you want to give them? or is that related to willpower or is there something?
1: Yeah, it has to do with uh, being flexible, agile, being resilient. Um, I had uh, the luck that my parents took me to places. When I was uh, eight, they uh, took me to Sri Lanka. Wow. With a lot of uh, poor people living on the streets. And it had a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. And The year after, they took me to Kenya, with -hmm. with, again a totally different culture. And we saw so many countries and continents in my young age that I had, I think a better view on the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to be thankful and appreciative of how our life circumstances are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to give them that as well, like a broad look on the world and because of that, uh, being able to um, look at things from a perspective and not, um, not everything is drama. Yeah. And uh, thinking back about uh, how people are just uh, sleeping in the clear sky instead of under a roof. Uh, uh, having no food can sometimes really help me in uh, making decisions or how I look at what I'm suffering from.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, to put
1: things in perspective. Yeah, yeah. so I hope to, um, to give them that as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I think you're a very humble person, maybe sometimes even too humble, but what do you like the most about yourself? <laughs> 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 I know it's a stretch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me being humble? <laughs> no. Um, what I like most about myself Mm, I think um, uh, believing in myself Mm -hmm. that whatever happens that I will be resilient and that I will make a success out of it Mm -hmm. Uh, even though even in my darkest days still believing in myself and knowing that it will be all right Mm -hmm. really keeps me holding on and keeps me away from depression Uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. I think I've been quite close but then I still have the awareness, or the meta-awareness that I'm aware about my awareness. Uh, what, I, what I'm doing and thinking and then reacting to it. And not getting in that uh, negative cycle and um, looking forward and mm-hmm. bouncing forward. Uh, yeah. So th- that, that's really uh, a thing that I like a lot about myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also, I think I, 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 I have the same that I, um, um, people always think that I'm very optimistic and positive and always happy, which is true for probably 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can go really dark, and, and and I really can think of like, whoa, and then it all comes together, but then something in me still knows that, yeah, but tomorrow, tomorrow you will really be better, and, and mm-hmm. you'll get out of this. Um, so so I, I think that's really good indeed, that you know that you will get out of any situation, mm-hmm. even though in the moment it
1: feels horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll get on your feet again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be indeed something nice to also some way or another give to other people because mm-hmm. I yeah. think when people get in an apparition, it's, it's also because of a lack of perspective. And if you know that you can get out of it, then maybe it's easier to get out of it. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Um, when I um, wanted to... Uh, I had to choose my studies. Uh, I absolutely wanted to do uh, also psychology, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then my dad said, no, you, you will never find a job with that. <laughs> uh, and um, So that means, uh, that means to me that at that time it was not very well respected. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that has uh, improved over the years, the respect for psychology? And there is also now a whole debate with who is in the commission for uh, the corona measures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I think uh, the respect for psychology has increased, Mm -hmm. but it's still not on the level that I would hope. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I've done the studies myself, a university degree in psychology, and it it requires quite an analytical mind and a lot of... um, rationale at the same time for statistics like uh, I've done my studies at Maastricht University which is really research oriented uh, in the psychology it was quite hard Um, statistics as well that I didn't like at the time because I wanted to know more about the human brain Uh, but yet it's giving me a certain way of thinking um, and making me able to, to to notice things in people that other people may not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that mental health has, has never been that challenged uh, mm-hmm. in our generation as it's right now. Um, and psychologists are needed and they're, they're really long mm-hmm. waiting lists. Um, yeah. And at the same time, um, the way that there's not that much... Uh, Funding when people have uh, um, consult a psychologist, uh, well, you, you may receive something back these days, but it's not like mm-hmm. you go to a general practitioner.
0: No, it's still a hurdle.
1: Yeah. yeah, certainly, especially for the people who may be in a well, more vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a really big step to, to seek help uh, from a psychologist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I never thought about it that it's what it was not really uh, reimbursed like a uh, general. Birth. Mm-hmm. That's true. I also hope it will uh, continue increasing uh, get increasing credits because in the end you can be perfectly physically healthy but if in your brain you something stuck, mm-hmm. You you're nothing with your body in the end. Exactly. Um, when did you feel most proud in your
1: life and in your career? Hmm. Uh, I, in my career, that's easy. Um, well, my book, um, mental capital in Dutch mm-hmm. uh, was uh, better minds in English, uh, was released and it immediately became a bestseller in the first week that it mm-hmm. got out. I was really uh, proud of that, um, so that's professionally, I think personal level, oh. um, I think um, having my daughters mm-hmm. and uh, trying to be a good mom for them, Yeah, um, yeah that, that, makes, uh, that makes me feel proud every day when they're around me, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not like one particular moment. Uh, in my personal life, that I felt proud of, but yeah. just the fact just that they're been, there, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. nice. Um, I think we're, are we almost uh,
1: seven more
0: minutes? Oh, <laughs> seven more minutes. Okay, let's continue. Um, uh, yeah, with which famous person would you like to have dinner? Wildcard.
1: Mm. And it should be a life, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, but then, but then I cannot promise anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oof, that's a difficult one. Because I'm not the kind of person who is a fan. Yeah, no, of, no groupie. Yeah, I, I've never had that. Um, I think it might be Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. to talk about our Better Minds at School Foundation. Ah, yeah. Because mm, well, maybe... Uh, we, would that be with or without
0: a... an agenda?
1: I would have an agenda, <laughs> but you no, know, uh, he's not my friend. No, so, that's uh, true. That's if true. I can have a wild card to mm-hmm. have dinner with someone, then uh, mm-hmm. I better have an agenda.
0: Yeah. yeah. I heard um, his daughter bought... Uh, actually, probably he... They bought um, a range in my hometown of Reti okay. where his daughter, when there's European Championship for uh, show jumping with horses, yeah. uh, she puts her horses there. So there is an opportunity to bump into Bill Gates maybe one day yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you hang around there. <laughs> and oh yeah, what? What's your biggest fear? I remember we even talked about it on a walk, but I don't
1: remember the answer. Oh, I don't remember it either. <laughs> um, well, my biggest fear is uh, that my daughters would suffer from the divorce uh, that I have with their father. Mm-hmm. And that we're living separately and that it uh, may influence them more than I can see. Mm-hmm. And that's having an impact on their mental well-being. Um, So I'm sometimes afraid of that um, because it it sometimes feels very unnatural to not be a family anymore Um, and I sense that with them as well uh, because uh, until a year ago we were living together under the Mm -hmm. same roof and for them it's um, that they're too young to understand but they're sometimes longing that it's back like it used to be. Um, so my fear is that in some way it, it may influence them and make them make them sad
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to a more positive topic do you have any guilty pleasures
1: guilty pleasures yes on Friday night with my new boyfriend, drinking Negroni cocktails. Whoa! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that like a weekly uh, Yeah, habit?
1: almost. Yeah, it's uh, something that we l- really like to do. Like, if you know it's Friday evening, yeah. we started off with that.
0: So it's yeah, Like, a, a, it's nice. yeah. like a, a real stopping of the work week and going yes. to the... I like that. Do um, you have any dreams that you still want to achieve or things that you think of sometimes that come back and that you say I have to... uh...
1: Yes, I would love to write an international bestseller on Mm -hmm. mental well-being, but that's so hard because there are many international books on uh, mental well-being, Mm. Um, but that I would really like, that it would be a book with a lot of positive impact for so many Mm -hmm. people.
0: Yeah, to have uh, an even bigger reach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you believe in
1: afterlife? Mm. I'm too rational and academic for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and it helps me to make the most out of this life.
0: Yeah. 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 Yolo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yolo. Exactly. Um, what's your all-time favorite
1: book? Uh, the Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm,
0: I haven't read it, but I heard someone else also mention it. Mm-hmm.
1: I just love Malcolm. Every word that he writes, I need to read it. And um, it was many years ago that I uh, traveled to New York City for the first time to give a keynote speech. And then uh, I came across his books. He was uh, he was just getting popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, journalist at the New Yorker and um, then he he published um, his book. I think the tipping point was first. Um, I'm I'm not very sure anymore but I think the tipping point and then after that every time a book came out of his I I would immediately buy it and read it and especially in in English. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to read it like he wrote it. Like he wrote it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'll have to order it. Mm-hmm. What makes you angry?
1: Injustice.
0: Injustice. Yeah, and, th- and on specific topics? or
1: No, almost everything. <laughs> I can get really annoyed. I have this rigid idea that uh, uh, things, when people are acting in a way that that, that I think it, it feels like injustice, then I can get really annoyed of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Like the youngsters yeah. not getting their vaccines. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Then, uh, then my introversy is not stopping me. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I I feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes you emotional?
1: Uh, seeing a sad movie, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then I can really cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for the rest, in a positive way, um, seeing my kids being happy and. Uh, like really uh, being uh, busy with something that they enjoy, then uh, that can really give me goosebumps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Final one. Final question. Okay, you, (laughs) we listen. (laughs) How would you like to be remembered? Mm. The day you leave this planet and you're gone
1: forever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hopefully I, I, People will remember me as a as an honest person who was uh, truly interested in, in them, trying mm-hmm. to take care of them, um, feeling uh, like the friendships and the connections that I had didn't have an agenda but were mm-hmm. just uh, because I cared about that person mm-hmm. um, yeah. or about my kids or family members. Uh, That for me is important. Mm -hmm. It it shouldn't be about my books or my career, but Mm -hmm. on a much smaller scale about who I I was to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Elke, I would really like to thank you for this inspiring conversation. And I hope to have many more with you (laughs) off record. Likewise. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you liked this episode. If you want to stay tuned, uh, follow us on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And if you want to know more about our leadership development, retreats and other activities, take a look at our website www.unplug48.com. See you next time.